Hey, 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 guys, what's up? Welcome to Sitting Under a Tree. It's Aiden Jones here. I'm drinking some tea. Oh, fuck yeah, man. I'm drinking some tea. It's like one in the afternoon. I'm sat in my room again with my machete. <laughs> I have a machete in my room. <coughs> That's actually crazy, isn't it? Last Christmas, uh, Blakey Boy bought me a machete because he because he has a samurai sword that he bought off eBay for like 250 bucks. How's that? When I moved back from London to Melbourne and I moved in with with Blake and his ex-girlfriend at the time when we were living in West Footscray, like, like maybe the second thing, Blake was like, all right, this is your room. And also, hey, here's my machete. And he, he was like, dude, I bought a machete off eBay. And, uh, and we used to use it to cut lemons in the backyard. We had a lemon tree in the backyard. We would throw lemons up and then, uh, you know, hit them with a machete like real-life fruit ninja. It was real dangerous, but it was so much fun. I loved it. And so uh, for Christmas last year, Blake was just like, hey, man, I, uh, I got you this machete. <laughs> it's like a massive long thing. It's like you could use it to cut... Like your way through the jungle, you know. Not you could not use it to cut anything else. I don't think. Um, it's about let's say it's just over a foot long, um, and it has its own sheath, which is sick. So I hang it from uh, this little extra part of kind of clothesline um, just near the roof in my room. Um, he bought it from the markets for I think it was like twenty five bucks. And he said the guy didn't even ask for an ID. He just Blake was like, "Do you need like do I need to be 18?" And the guy was like, "Are you 18?" And he was just like, "Yeah." And the guy was like, "All right, cool. Here you go. <laughs> Here's a fucking shetty. God damn. Um, but yeah, man. I'm drinking some tea. It's been a nice day so far. It's been a great few days actually. An amazing start to the year. So, first of all, I got my bike back, dude. Before I went to, um, like when I got back to Melbourne from Europe just recently, I had two days in Melbourne and uh, the first night I did a gig at the Exford, which is this pub just in the city, and I rode my bike there. It's like a five minute ride. Rode my bike over there and then uh, started to drink and uh, went out, ended up having a big night, left my bike there overnight. I was going to go back the next morning, but then I slept until like, you know, the afternoon and then I went out again and then... The following morning after that, 6.30, I was up, and I was off to my grandparents' farm. And so my bike was just there, and um, I, I remember in the morning, like, still drunk, giving my key to Blake, and he had just got home at, like, 6.30 in the morning. Him and uh, another one of our mates were in his room, and I gave him the key to my bike lock and was like, dude, please, like... I'm gone, like, gotta go, I'm gonna be gone for, like, a week, like, please, can you just put, get, take this, and get my bike back from the city, and, uh, I've, I knew he wasn't gonna do it, but it was, like, just a last-ditched attempt at, like, getting my bike back here, because, um, you know, you leave your bike, like, the Exford is in the middle of town, and it's across the road from Billboards, which is that, you know, it's that gross kind of club, where, um, you know that half of the people coming out of that club are just looking for something to vandalize. It's like a gross, like, you know, 18-year-olds kind of hang out. It's called billboards, for fuck's sake. Um, so the Exford is across the road from that, and my bike was there. So I want to say, like, I mean, the number of, uh, the number of, like, of, of fucking vandalism convictions that would have walked out of that place in the week between Christmas and New Year's 
At least in double figures. At no, triple figures, I reckon. The number of just, like, miscreant fucking dirtbag little youths, like, basically me at 18, that would have walked out of that club in the last week and a half, I was like, there's no way that my bike's still gonna be there, or if it's there, it's just gonna have fucking dicks painted all over it, and the wheels are gonna be bashed in, and all this shit, um, and then also, because I gave Blake my key, I didn't, like, I, I completely forgot that, because I was kind of half drunk when I did it, so I got home, and I was like, oh, fuck, my bike's not here, and I was looking for my key in my book my bookcase, and I, I couldn't find my key anywhere. So, I thought the bike was going to be gone, but I went back there, and um, on, uh, when did I go back? On New Year's Day? Um, and the bike was still there, which was amazing. And then I, and I my, my other housemate was just like, dude, that bike is gone. There's no way that bike's still going to be there. And I went past, and it was there. Everything was fine. The helmet was still on the bike. Incredible. And, um... And then I found. Then I went into Blake's room to look for a cigarette lighter because, uh, oh, we don't have any lighters in the house anymore. I don't know where they've all gone. I think I lost mine on New Year's. Um, so when I cook, <laughs> when I cook my breakfast on the stove to light the stove, I have to get a napkin, like kind of make it, wrap it like real small, and then shove it in the toaster and blow on it until it catches on fire, <laughs> and then light the stove like that. Um, anyway, I was looking in Blake's room for a lighter, and I couldn't find one, but I found my bike key. So I got my fucking bike back, number one. Happy fucking New Year's, man. Um, New Year's was, ah, oh, New Year's was so great. Um, New Year's Day, for, I'll get to what happened on New Year's in a second, um, but, uh, New Year's Day, the first, was just one of the best days I've had in a long time, man. Um, went down to the beach with some guys. Uh, we drove down to Sandringham, pretty late in the piece, like three in the afternoon, but it was still sunny. It was a great day. We got some beer. We got like a long neck each from the um, from the shop there, and we got just a bunch of breads and crackers and dips and shit. Sat on the beach on towels. Went for a bit of a swim. Took a a hundred percent classy photo of me with a cigarette hanging out my mouth in the water. <laughs> Aquadarts 2018, and um. It was just a great day, and, like, I mean, at, at every step of the way, it was the kind of day where, like, stories were just flowing back and forth, and uh, it was just four dudes sitting around, and uh, we were on the beach until it got too windy, and then when we left the beach, it was like, all right, I guess we're going home, and we had more beers, and we got to the car, and uh, Phil was driving, he only had one beer, but, like, everyone else, we were just standing, we were just standing at the car for, like, another 20 minutes, not wanting to drive home, because it was such a great day. And then on the way home, it was like, are we going to get more beers and just go back to their place and hang? Fuck yeah, we are. Got more beer. We got a carton of Forex Golds, like a slab of Forex Golds, and uh, just lit a fire in their front yard, drank Forex Golds until midnight, man. It was a beautiful day. And I wasn't hungover. That's the best. When you can drink, like a Forex Gold is like a 3% lager. So it's like, is it 3%? It's like a, it's like a session thing or whatever. Like you can just drink. I drank like five or six and uh, didn't really feel drunk, but didn't feel not drunk, you know? Like, I knew when I went to bed, I was like, I'm not going to be hungover right now. I don't need to run. I don't need to put myself in any kind of strenuous situation. It was just enough that I was like, I'm drunk, I'm having a good time, but I don't feel sick, I don't feel weird. I just feel full of beer and uh, and pizza. We got this pizza. I can't remember the actual name of the place, but we were calling it Gobby's Pizza. Um the deepest pizza I've ever had in my life. 
meaning like we got two larges, so just your standard like eight slice guy, four dudes, hadn't really eaten except for dips and, and bread all day, and we could not finish these two pizzas. I had two slices. I had one slice of the meat one and one slice of the margarita, which was a little bit lighter. The meat one was like a fucking sandwich, dude. It was intense. There was no way. I, I, I reckon two slices of that meat one, and I would have been out for the count. Incredible, man. Get Definitely get... I don't remember the name of the place, but just Google Gobby's Pizza and see what you find. It'll fill you up. It'll quench your appetite for something either way, yeah? Um... I was that's right. So I wanted to start a uh, I wanted to start a little um, what's the word like a segment here on this podcast just for, to give me something to kind of focus and come back to every week. Um, and I wanted I think because of the new year I wanted just kind of be mindful of things that I'm thankful for. Right. So I want to call this uh, this segment hashtag hashtag bless. Things that I'm blessed for, you know, things that things that I, I feel thankful for, starting it off in the new year. And what I feel hashtag blessed for um, in this first week of the new year is uh, on New Year's Eve, I went to four parties and uh, I just was going from, from place to place. I actually, I remember after I left the first party, um, just feeling like every new year for as long as I can remember, it's always so rushed because it's such... You, if we put so much pressure on the night, or I do anyway, I get so excited because it's a night when everyone's partying and I put so much pressure on myself and I just remember being like, you know what, man, I don't care where I am for New Year's this year. I don't care if I'm around a bunch of people or if I'm by myself walking from one party to the next, but I'm not going to be running. I'm not going to be trying to fucking get somewhere or trying to meet up with a particular person. I know there's going to be enough people on my way that I'll have a good time with. And so I'm not going to stress myself, you know. And uh, and that's what I did. I was just was I was never in a rush. Um, but the first party I went to was at uh, a friend of mine Bella's place, and I didn't know anyone when I first got there. But it was a nice vibe. There was like maybe as soon as I walked in, like 15 people kind of streamed the other way out the front of the house and let off these like fire kites, which was real lovely. Um, probably around like 9.30 at night, just as the sun was going down. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, it was like those hot air balloon kind of things, but they're like paper, um, with a little, a little kind of basket underneath the paper, um, kite bit that was on top, with a fire in the basket, so the hot air was going up, and they just let them off, which now that I think about it, is actually very dangerous, because if the fire catches on one of those paper bits, and lands like on someone's roof, I think it was fire, maybe I'm making that up, it was definitely light, no, I'm I'm pretty sure there was fire in those baskets, man, <laughs> now that I think about it, those people just let off 10 fire hazards into the night sky on a night when everyone is drinking and no one is responsible, <laughs> what a way to bring in the new year, let's light some fires, my god, Imagine if that had fallen onto someone's barbecue or something. Like, if that catches fire, it's no longer a, a thing floating up. The basket will weigh it down. It's just got to plummet into someone's backyard. And if they're not there and there's, a like, a pile of dry grass or something, oh, my days, surely there wasn't fire in those baskets underneath those paper balloons. I can't remember. I just got there and I really... I, I had no bearings 
I didn't know where I was. I had to ask like four people, like, do you know where Bella is? Before I finally found her. And, um, and this is why I'm hashtag blessed, right? It's because I went into her room and it was her and then there were these two other girls sitting on her bed that they, we introduced each other, but they weren't really very interested in me. Um, but one of the, the, the only thing one of those girls really addressed to me was like, hey, I'm selling caps, MDMA caps. Do you want one? 30 bucks. And I was like, uh, nah, man, I'm not really like, you know, I don't have the money to be spending on that. And I don't know if that's really the night that I want to have tonight. But, um, she was like, oh, all right, fine. And she had a little bum bag full of caps. And, uh, I guess she tripped off the bed or something because they spilled all over the floor, like 20 or 30 caps. And I still, I, I wasn't going to grab one. And like, she picked them all up. One was next to my shoe. So I picked it up. And I went to give it to her. I, like, held it up so it, everyone could see in the room. But it was just the three of us. And the two other girls that I didn't know were, like, on Snapchat. or No, they were on, like, FaceTime to someone. And they were, like, hey, and they were real trashed already. And uh, I was, like, hey, uh, drug drug girl. Oi, drug girl. This is, I, I think this is yours. And I, as soon as I did that, my mate, my mate Bella was just, like, no, 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 dude, no, shh, shh, put, no, don't worry about it. And, um... She, like, you know, kind of brushed my hand down and uh, jested for me to put it in my pocket. So I put it in my pocket, man. And I still wasn't going to have it because, I don't know, I just wasn't really feeling... I, I get scared of when I take drugs. I get real scared of that uh, that first wave. You don't always get it, but sometimes there's a real uncontrollable wave of just like, oh, no, I'm on drugs now, you know? And... Uh, I just didn't want that night to be like that. I wanted it to be, I just wanted it to be, I guess, low-key. I don't know. But uh, the second party I went to, everyone else was taking drugs, and I was like, I've got a free drug in my pocket. And I took it, and it was the greatest. Oh, it was so good. I think because I didn't want it so bad. You know, so that's why I'm hashtag black. And, I didn't, you know, I didn't even feel that fucking bad afterwards because those girls, those two girls didn't fucking say shit to me at that party. They had no time for me. They kept trying to, like... Every time I would leave the room to go pour myself a drink and then come back, they would shut the door on me because I think they were like, this is girls party in here. It's not you. It's just like girls party. But I was like, dude, this is my friend Bella's room and I don't know anyone else at this fucking party. Just let me in the room. I'm not being fucking weird. I just don't know anyone here. I don't want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with my fucking mate. And this is her room. Oh, it actually, as soon as they started being kind of dicks like that and trying to exclude me from their little gang, I felt so good that I was like, oh, I have one of your pills in my pocket and I'm going to take it later. <laughs> so that's why I'm hashtag blessed. Oh, man. It's good to feel thankful for shit, you know? I had a great chat with Bella at that party. Every party, every party that I went to was fantastic. Um... The, the second one was uh, Phil and the other dudes that I went down the beach with the next day. The second one was there, there kind of thing. Um, I uh, I did a rap. Phil made me spit a rap to our mate, uh, <laughs> to our mate Jack, because apparently Jack used to want to be a rapper. And I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I used to want to be a rapper. Yeah, before I um, before I found myself in stand up comedy. <laughs> I, I wanted to be a rapper for the longest time when I was like 18 and 19 and uh, I I still have one like maybe like 20 bar verse that I can remember and just like just fucking trot out at will 
Um, and it's okay. I guess it's good. Phil likes it. When, it feels like the only person that ever requests it now. But whenever we're in a situation where like rapping may be appropriate, Phil's just like, bro, oi, taco, taco can rap. Oi, taco, spit a rap. Um, and I did it the other night to Stubbsy, that's Jack, uh, and, and I feel like he loved it. I feel like he loved it. I felt accepted. That was great. Then third party, bunch of comedians, real good times. Uh, I was real drunk by that point. And then, uh, uh, fourth party was just a fucking shit show, man. Just smoking inside. I didn't know whose house it was, but it was fantastic. And, uh, I woke up in, uh, some enormous fucking wog mansion in Caulfield and had to figure out how my, how to make my way home. So, Happy New Year's, man. It was a great night. It was absolutely fantastic. So, uh, what else has gone on? I did my first gig for the year yesterday. That was cool. Just the gig, just the pigs, man. Just the fucking gig pigs of Melbourne. On the 2nd of January, down at Mad Dog Comedy, um, which is, like, as a comedy night, is a fucking pig of a night anyway. Like, there were two audience members, and God bless them for rocking up on the second night of the year. What two fucks are going to see an open mic comedy show at, honestly, the weirdest pub in Melbourne, I reckon? That do- the, the Dancing Dog Cafe, if you've never been there in, Fitzroy- uh, in Footscray, is a fucking demon pit of a pub there is never not a crazy person in that pub i don't know who the bar staff are or how they're letting those people in the place but i've seen uh oh man there was uh there was like some fucking like underage girl on acid wandering around the other day making weird eyes at our mate joey green she looked at him from across the room and then waited till everyone kind of stopped because he was looking at her and he was like real creeped out and then she walked up in the middle of a silent group of about 10 people and just went you're really beautiful and he was just like uh thank you like those kind of people the the kind of people that if they just stand there long enough everyone will stop what they're doing and start looking at them because they know something fucked is about to happen right um, there's been dudes there, like, threatening to fucking fight people, um, there's, a there's a guy who runs around drunk, rolls around, and just will, like, walk into the comedy room and start talking to the person on stage, and the fucking, like, the, the bartenders at the pub, it's just, this is just, like, their normal fare, it's like, that's their entertainment, it's like, <coughs> it's like the only reason they serve anyone else at the pub is to get people having just enough of a good time that some crazy person might run in there and spoil it and then the bar staff are entertained. I feel like that's what the pub is for them, you know? It's like the public are allowed into their insane asylum because what's the point of having an insane asylum if you don't allow people in there to get freaked out by it, right? God, that's a weird place. Um, That was where the gig was yesterday. The Dancing Dog Man and... uh, just got chatting about, oh, what was that fucking guy, Logan Paul, the fucking, oh my god, the dead body guy, I watched that video today, I can't believe they showed the dude's hands, this is the guy, some YouTube entertainer who's like real famous with children, basically, went to the Japanese suicide forest and they found a dead body, filmed it, blurred out the face, but then had the rest of the body and put it on YouTube, I mean, 
It's not that bad, except that there's children watching. That's like the... Like, if Vice made that video, then I feel like it wouldn't be so bad, because it's Vice, you know? But because it's some guy wearing, like, a weird Pikachu hat who has some whack nickname for his followers, and they're all, like, kids and shit. Yeah, and the hands were all blue, and... Uh, yeah, I couldn't watch the whole video, man. It's weird as well, because the... Like, the video itself... It's like a 13-minute video, and like two minutes of it are the dead body. And the dead body is not the climax of the video. It's not the end. It's just kind of in the middle. And by the end, it's like it's happened, and it's got, like they've gotten over it, and it's passed. And I kind of feel for the dude on some level, man. He definitely shouldn't have put it up. He 100% shouldn't have put that video up. But I totally get that he was laughing, you know? Like, that's... Man, all right, when my, uh, my friend Rosie told me uh, in London once um, that, like, a, 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 like maybe her ex-boyfriend's sister had died in a car crash or something like that, and that's exactly the same way that I dealt with it. I, she got angry at me because she was like, you know, this girl died in a car crash or something, and my first reaction was just like, oh, 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 oh that's so fucked, you know, because what am I going to do, start crying? I don't fucking know her. It's definitely fucked, and it's awful, like, a, you know... You don't want that to happen to anyone, but my first reaction is just to laugh because it's so fucking crazy. I don't know. I don't know why I laugh at those things, but I do. And so I totally understand this guy, just you know, the body's like ten meters away and he's turning around and laughing at the camera. I totally get that reaction. But what he shouldn't have done was he shouldn't have um, he shouldn't have put that video up. He's a dumbass for doing that. Fuck man. And like I guess that's the difference in um. Like, it's not the same thing, obviously, but Louis Louis C.K. did that fuck thing with, like, jerking off in front of these women. But Louis' fans are socially conscious people, and they're aware of issues, and they're aware... I mean, they're adults, right? They're aware of how things affect people, and they're able to make up their own minds about the actions of the content, the people that they're watching, and the stuff that they watch online. But this Logan Paul dude... Is like just entertaining kids. So what he's basically done is found a dead body. It, it, like imagine if you just put that in the real world, rather than it being a video. He's basically gone into a forest, found a dead body, and then gone out into the car park. And those kids that were running around in the end of the video. Imagine if he'd grabbed one of those kids and gone, "Hey, buddy, come and check this out. Look what I found." And gone and poked the fucking body with a stick. Because that's basically what he fucking did in putting that video online. God damn, yeah, that's it, no, that's it, man, that's why he fucking is an idiot, going, I don't, don't understand what I did, but you're the same fucking dude that at the end of the video was going, oh my god, I can't believe there are children just outside here, and there's a dead body in there, you fucking showed that dead body to millions and millions of kids, you fucking dumb cunt, oh, I should watch the, um, I should watch the apology thing, shouldn't I, before I judge, it just sounds like he's an idiot, but what do you expect from a guy who entertains children for a living, from a fucking, like, a, a YouTube star, you know? Like, who the fuck is this guy? He's just a, a fucking moron, and he has to be a moron to be able to connect with millions of 11 and 12-year-old kids on a daily basis. What do you expect? He was going to have some profound thoughts <laughs> about the morality of suicide? He wears a fucking Pikachu hat. He's an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Anyone who expected some kind of serious discourse coming out of this dumb head is dumb themselves, right?
dumb people do dumb shit happens all the time and sometimes other people watch it but those kids were going to learn about fucking suicide eventually so just just unsubscribe from his fucking channel don't let your kids watch it done what like that dude's already got all the money in the world that he needs anyway and no one's taking it away from him no it's like it's not going to get taken away from him so sucked in you let your kids watch a dumb guy until you found out that he was dumb let's move on <laughs> Shut the fucking hands. What an idiot. <laughs> uh, I hope that guy goes and buys a fucking boat and all the coke and strippers in the world and really enjoys the fame that he's earned because he's not going to get any more, but it's just like, all right, you got out, you know. You've f had a few spins on the big wheel, got your money, and now get out. And he can just, be, he can just live the rest of his life now. He made like say fucking 10 million dollars like enough dollars to enough dollars enough enough monies if that guy made enough money to fly his whole crew out to japan to start making more videos like he's clearly minted already he's gonna have a good life i don't feel sorry for him i think this has ended exactly the way that it should have ended and then the next moron can come in and entertain the children until they fuck up as well Meanwhile, I'm going to keep living in a room with fucking shit carpet that smells like cats. Yes! Man, our fucking cat wrecked... Oh, I can't wait to live in a place that doesn't have a fucking cat in it anymore. I fucking hate our cats so much. It wrecked my uh, my $2 cactus there. That's the not, like the level of nice thing that I have in my room. I have a $2 cactus in a tiny little pot that my mate bought for me. And uh, and I go away for a week and I come back and our cat has wrecked that, you know. Just like upended it on the floor. There's dirt everywhere. It's a cactus. It can survive in the desert. And it can't survive this fucking piece of shit cat that smells all the time, that's litter never gets picked up. I hate our cat so much. If Logan Paul made a video of it, no, I'm not going to say that. I would not be happy if our cat died. No, I would not, I would not, I would not. I don't condone the killing of animals. <laughs> Fuck. What am I talking about? Um, I think I might be done, man. What else have we got? Anything else? Nah, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. The Sesh lives on! <laughs> the Sesh! That's me, Aiden Jones. This has been Sitting Under a Tree. Have a great day. Peace.